On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your host, Cody Felger, your other host, Mr. Derek Larger. We have a very special guest on with us today, Indianapolis Colts wide receiver, number 10, Mr. Reese Fountain. Reese, thanks for joining the podcast, man. How are you? What's up, man? I'm doing pretty well. How y'all doing? Doing man. good, man. Doing good, great. Good, good. Like we were saying off air, we're just ready for some football, man. It's, it's been a long off season with everything going on. So certainly exciting that training camp's coming up. And I know you said <laughs> – uh, when we were messaging uh, just about how, you know, obviously since the injury happened, you have to go back a little bit early um, to yeah. training camp and everything like that. So I'm glad we could get this interview in uh, before all that stuff happens. So uh, without further ado, Reese, let's start this interview. So obviously you were taken in that historic 2018 draft, right? Taken in the fifth round out of Northern Iowa. Uh, I'm curious because Northern Iowa, when you think of, you know, football schools, Northern Iowa's D1 school, but it's not like, you know, one of those schools, I guess, that you typically think of. It was kind of an under-the-radar type of school, just like you were an under-the-radar type of prospect. And so I'm curious for you, how much of a transition was it um, from Northern Iowa to the NFL? Man, it was a huge transition. You know, like you said, uh, Northern Iowa just being a D1 AA. Obviously, I didn't see the – competition that you know your normal d1 schools to see you know like the clemson alabama saw the rest of the fbs schools right. so man it was it was a big uh transition for me you know but uh man to be honest i just knew coming out of that you know as long as i put my head down work i'd be able to play with anybody and, you know after the uh east west shrine game that's when i really uh gained that confidence and validated but you know when i just got into the league man i just had a little late start you know it was a lot of things that were new to me uh i just had basically just kind of like a rough tra- transition. And obviously, man, I just knew, like, after my rookie season, I had to really put my head down to work. And that's when I really just went into that offseason, just attack, 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 man. So, yeah, man, it was, it was a pretty rough transition in the beginning. Absolutely. And you spent most of that rookie season on the practice squad. But then this last year, um, you know, you, start, you started finding a little bit of ground in training camp and then the preseason. Obviously that, you know, it didn't work out at the, you know, basically that ended your season with that injury last year. Um, obviously, it was a rough end to a very promising couple, uh, couple of games and couple of weeks. Uh, but I'm curious for you, uh, take me through that process for you, you know, physically, emotionally, all the – everything that kind of comes in between, you know, because it has to be hard for, you know, for, for – you know, I know how, how much of a competitor you are. It has to be hard Definitely. for that to happen, you know. Definitely, man. I'm not going to lie, man. This whole process, like I was telling you before the interview started, man, it's been like 10, 11 months. It was hard, man. It, w- it was really hard. Like uh, like I said, man, going into that offseason after my rookie year, man, I really put my all into it. Like, man, it was it was days where I would literally go seven days out of the week. I was pr- literally training three times a day. Like, I was really getting after it, man. I really saw my game elevate as I went through the offseason. And it was crazy just because 
Like, man, it got to a point where my athletic trainers back in the Indianapolis coast, they called me. They were seeing, you know, a lot of the stuff that I was doing on my social media. And they was like, hey, man, like, you need to calm down. Like, like your body's <laughs> going to burn out if you keep going like this. But, man, I was just hungry. You know, I was really hungry. And I was just determined. Uh, excuse me. I was just determined. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I was just determined uh, to just get better, man. Because, obviously, I knew, you know, going into my second year, they were going to want to see that jump after uh, after my first year. So, man, I just really put my head down. But, man, that process was hard because, like, after I put all that work in and just for it to end like that, it devastated me. I'm not going to lie, man. I spent a lot of days just sad. You know, you try to stay optimistic in those situations. You try to say, like, oh, man, you know the the best is yet to come and stuff like that. But it literally killed me, man, because it was like, you know, being injured, being on IR, you spend a lot of time away from the team, especially when you have an injury like me where you just literally have to just sit up for most of the time. Like, yeah. man, I don't know how many hours I literally lay with my leg propped up in the bed just literally watching, especially on Sundays. And it just sucked because, man, like, I had a, man, a scout tell me, like, man, you was probably literally – well, we had, like, 13, 14 receivers going to camp. You was probably literally, like, the 12th receiver. And before – your injury, you literally was making your way up between that, what, that three through five range. And it was like, it was just, it was just crazy. Like, I remember literally the day before the injury happened, you know, I had a coach come up to me. It actually was me and Dion. He told me like, hey man, like we've been seeing what y'all been doing. You're about to start getting packages with the ones. And like, for me, man, it was crazy. Cause it's like coming off the year I had, you know, my, the year before it's like, man, like, I didn't get playing time. Obviously, like you said, I spent most of my year on practice squad. To hear that, I was like, man, this is surreal. Like, I, I, this is not happening right now. And then when I went into it, it was like everything was smooth. Like, you know, I end up, I remember that day, I ended up starting 101s off right, had a couple, you know, uh, flashy catches. And like, man, I, I'm not going to lie. At a point, it really felt like I was back playing at Northern Iowa. Like, I remember telling my coach that. Like, I was so comfortable and the game was just coming so easy to me. I'm like, I just knew, like, I'm like, okay, this is going to be the season. Like, I don't know what's, what's going to come ahead, you know, rewards-wise or anything like that, but I just knew, like, this was going to be my breakout season. And, man, like, when that play happened, I'll never forget it, man. It was it was a blocking play, and I was cracking down on that linebacker. It was just crazy just to see all of that flash before my eyes within five to eight seconds. Yeah. Like, I would never forget, man, like, literally me and that linebacker is at, like, a stalemate, and to be honest, when you have an injury like that, man, you don't feel it. Because when it first mm -hmm. happened, I remember just falling to the ground. I was looking the dude in his eyes. And as I was going to the ground, man, I could see, like, he started getting distress on his face. Like, he was about to cry. And I'm like, I remember being on the ground, like, damn, like, like, why can't I get up? Like, why can't I get up? And I looked down, and my ankle was literally facing the whole direction. And literally, once I saw that, that's when everything just hit me. Just all the hard work I put in the offseason, all the late nights, you know. Just you pain, just going through all this grind, literally gone, and it devastated yeah. me, man. And then it was just crazy because obviously, in the beginning, man, my rehab was going real smooth. It was going real smooth, like two to three months. I think I think it was like two months. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Like two months after the fact, I was already back on the field running, and like no, it wasn't like a hundred percent, but like just from you know, like two months ago, I, I literally had my ankle in a different direction, and now I'm back on the field running. <laughs> Man, like, it got to a point, man, like, I, I know I didn't share this with nobody, and I had three surgeries from this ankle. It was three surgeries. And because it got to a point, I, I literally tell people, I went from being on a scooter 
on the scooter slash boot to back to just the boot to a brace to on the field back in the boot back on the scooter back on the brace then literally back on in the cast and, and then on crutches again and it like it literally killed me man this this whole process was just up and down and one of the reasons why because I think it's my tibia my bones was a hip my bone was a healing as well like the outside of my ankle was fully healed but it was just something about that little spot on the inside where it wasn't a lot of blood flow that was getting to it and the doctors were telling me like it wasn't healing so man I went through everything like I went down to Tennessee I got a shockwave therapy that was my second surgery they had to put me under and basically it was just these these strong electric pulses that just went through my ankle that just basically was trying to tell it to wake up so it had to heal and then it got to like 75 percent so once that started happening man literally the doctor put me on this medicine where I was literally giving myself a shot like like a uh, diabetes needle. I don't know what, what exactly you call it, but literally I was giving my shot, giving myself a shot every day to help my bone uh, heal. And it got to a point where it was at a stalemate again. So literally, man, like in April, that was my last surgery in April. We, obviously we don't know all this COVID stuff. That's when it just broke out. I'm in Texas. By this time I get released to go out to Texas and start training. And we thinking that my bone just going to gradually heal. And, you know, I'm just going to come back and be like that. I come back out to Indianapolis for my uh, last CT scan. They said, man, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this bone is a healing. You have to get a bone graft surgery. So basically what they did, they just went into my hip, took bone graft, put it into my uh, ankle, and it just literally healed, which was, it, it, I don't even know how it worked, but it worked. And at that time, I was devastated again, man, because, like, I'm sitting here April 7th. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin now. I literally had to get my uh, surgery in Green Bay. But I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, and I'm just sitting like, I, I, I'm uncertain. I'm like, man, am I going to be able to play football again? Like, am I going to be the same person again? Am I going to be able to play football this season? Like, I went through three surgeries. Now, obviously, the last two hasn't worked. Like, man, it, it was getting to a point where I was really starting to lose faith. And it was just hurting, man, because it was like, you know, in those moments, you act like, why? Like, obviously, man, it's my second year. My first year didn't go as I wanted to. And you just like, man, why is this happening to me? Like, why do I got to go through this? Obviously, man, so I took, I stayed low. I literally took like what? It took like probably four or five weeks. I ended up on top of the, my last surgery. I ended up going down to Tyler, Texas to get some stem cell shots to just help, you know, regenerate all that broken tissue, bone and stuff, just to help it just regrow. And now here I am today. <laughs> literally, man, I never forget. I forget. I never forget, man. It was, uh, I was literally at the facility and I had my last appointment. It was a Monday. I literally had my last appointment on the Tuesday. I was like, Man, like, I thought I was just going to go in there. They was going to tell me how I'm progressing and what we did. Now, I went up in there, and my doc looked at me and said, man, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but you're clear. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I, I couldn't even feel excitement because I was just like, I'm like, but, like, what's the catch, man? Like, what's the catch? Like, I've been through so much. I'm like, what's the catch? You're like, man, like, your bone is fully healed. You're clear. And that's when I ended up going to get a chance to go off in Texas to train to get my body right, man. And here I am now, literally. So, it was up and down season, man. I'm not going to lie. It was days where, like I said, I thought I was going to be able to get back to this moment. Obviously, I, I deal with a little, you know, little nicks and pains here and there, but it's nothing, nothing like I was dealing with these past, what, 10, 11 months. Because I'm telling you, man, it was it, this was probably one of the hardest things I ever went through in my life. Yeah, that's a tremendous story, Reese. It's a story that Colts Nation has been hearing about a lot recently, and we've been talking about it a lot. Um, well, basically going into training camp now, uh, NFL and the NFLPA have said, you know, we're probably not going to have preseason games because, you know, the situation with COVID and everything else going on. So 
uh, now that there's not really a preseason to kind of, you know, ex- uh, show your talents, how much more do you feel that puts uh, pressure on you to perform in training camp to kind of uh, see where you can get to this 53-man roster? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. Uh, you know, with us not potentially having the preseason, it definitely puts pressure on me. But, like, I said it before anyway, man. Like, for all the games that I missed this past season, I literally was telling myself months ago, like, I'm going into this training camp, and each practice is a game for me. Like, I don't care if it's just a walkthrough or whatever. Like, I really feel like it has to be that way. Because, like you said, man, we're not going to be able to uh, get that many opportunities to put tape like that. So, you literally have so many amounts of practice to go out there and prove to these coaches that you belong. And obviously, you know, they know what I did last year. Like, they know the type of player I was before this injury happened. But that was last year. Like, that's in the past. Like, this is a what can you do for me now league. And obviously, I know they're looking at what can you do for me now yeah. especially coming up this injury. So, it's like, man, I just got to go in there and treat every practice like a game. Obviously, I'm going to be smart. I'm not going to try to hurt any of the teammates or anything like that because I know we all working to get better. But. Man, when it's time, I literally just got to go, literally just put my head down, just go, just just literally just be boss for the wall, man, because it's like, I already know, like, you know, I, I'm battling for a roster spot, man. I just want to go out there and just prove to everyone, not even just, you know, the coach, but everyone that, you know, I'm still the player that everyone thought I was when I was taken in the draft. Gotcha. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Reese, I'm curious, what would you say as a player – are some of your biggest strengths that you think you can bring to this Colts roster uh, in 2020? Definitely, man. Uh, I'm definitely one of those big body receivers. Like, you know, I always prided myself uh, coming out in the draft on my jumping ability. So I'm one of those go up and get it type of receivers. Uh, I can run, you know, I've been uh, literally running track ever since uh, Lord knows how long when, but I really believe like I'm, I'm that overall just big body explosive receiver. Like I say, like if you need one of those, a balls in the end zone, that's me. If you need someone to dump it down five yards, get good 15 yards a yak after the catch or something, I yep. believe I can do that too, man. Like, I literally think I'm a, just a role player, man. Like, I can go out and be any type of receiver that the team needs me to be. It's just I just got to put in a position to do it. Right, and that's the kind of uh, receiver that I think Phillip Rivers will enjoy. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Phillip Rivers, uh, you know, that's obviously been the big uh, thing over the last year. You know, Andrew Luck being gone, then going to Brissett, and then this offseason, Phillip Rivers coming into town. What's Phillip Rivers been like in meetings? Everyone said he's taking control of the groups yeah. and everything, but what's it been like interacting with him? Man, it's been really good, man, because like you say, man, he really has been showing that leadership throughout the meetings. Uh, you know, it's just crazy, man. I kind of – I was telling my pops and my family back this, back at home, I'm like, dog, like, I was young when Phillip first got into the league. So it's like – Yeah. Because I remember being young, you know, watching him as a rookie, and it's like, dog, like, I'm actually about to get the opportunity to play with him. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just can't believe it. But, man, no, it's just – it's just really been awesome, man, just to hear him just take control. And it's just – it's crazy just to hear how – I know he's a quarterback, and I know he's a vet, but – how fast he just knows his playbook now. Just it's inside and out. I, I don't know. If, I, I know him and Coach uh, Reich had ties in the past, but it's just like, man, he's just coming in. He just know it. Like, I'm like, and you love that, man. You know, obviously, yeah. I, uh, man, it's a great opportunity for me just as a young player to just be under a vet like that. Obviously, he's been in the league for a while. So just to be able to just pick his brain, man, and just learn as much as I can while I got the time with him, man, I'm, I'm definitely got to take advantage of that opportunity. 
Absolutely, man. It's good to hear that. Um, another thing, we, we're always constantly trying to get better, right? We've been saying that with each other when it comes to this podcast and you having uh, the kind of personality that you have. We know that you've been working hard to get yourself where you're at. Uh, what are some parts of your game that you're trying to improve going into this season? Man, like one thing I'm really trying to improve on, especially just coming off this injury and not being able to move for a year. Uh, man, I was just working on my route running. Like if you guys look at my social media uh, on my Instagram, which is underscore JML, you will see like I got a lot of videos of me just doing a constant just technique, route technique, route technique. But man, overall, like just everything, to be honest, man, like, I've been in my playbook a lot. Like, I'm just trying to become a better student of the game. And me being in my third year here at the coach, man, I just want to be able to know the playbook inside out. And not only the playbook, but be able to read defenses on the fly. So, man, I've really just been studying with uh, not only on my own, but also my coach down in Dallas, Texas, uh, David Robinson, man, even helped me just helping just to learn how to dissect defenses and just stuff like that. Just easier. Just so, you know, you won't be thinking a lot once, obviously, the ball is snapping, you got to run your route. But, yeah, man, I think for the overall point, like, I think definitely my technique, man. I really just been hammering at my technique and just being able to just get that repetition to just run a route. Because, obviously, going through an injury like this, you kind of lose that muscle memory for a little bit. And, yeah, obviously, it takes a lot to get it back. Definitely. Yeah. And I'm curious, Reese. So, obviously, a lot of our listeners, not all of them, surprisingly, but a lot of our listeners uh, follow the Colts and have followed your story up to this point. I'm curious for our listeners, if there's one thing that you would like to tell them they're going to get from Reese Fountain this year, what would that be? Man, I'm telling you, you're going to get a person that is literally going to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to help the team win. Like, man, like if one thing that the fans do not know about me from my social media, I know it's hard to get a perspective or perception from the social media is I work hard. Like, I really, I really, 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 really pride myself for that, man. Like, I, I'm hard on myself. I kill my body. I do a lot of stuff that a lot of these players don't like to do when it comes to working hard. Yeah. To literally become the best player I can be, man. And that's what you're going to get out of me. You're going to get a dude that's going to work hard and literally go out there and just give us all that we play. Because obviously, man, you know, I haven't played a significant snap, at least I say, since I've been in college. And I'm itching to get out there to really just show Coach Nation the type of player I am, the type of explosive player that I know I can beat in this league. I just obviously need to stay healthy, man, just get that chance. And I know once it happens, it's going to come because, like, I, I've been working hard for it for a while. Uh, I'm hungry. I'm starving. I, I can't even say I'm hungry. I'm, I'm literally starving. I'm fiending to get on that field. So, man, you're literally going to get a player that's really going to just give it all he has until the end of the game. Gotcha. And, Reese, one final question that I had for you. Um we uh, Colts.com put out an article last August about your update with your injury and how everything went down. And they were talking about uh, your daughter and how significant that was uh, for you specifically. Um, I, I just wanted to ask, man, how important has she been for you through this whole process of trying to deal with, you know, physical and mental pain, everything going on? How big has she been? Man, she kind of been like a safe haven to me, to be honest, man, because it's, it's just crazy with all this stuff going on with me, my bone healing, my bone not healing, like all, everything, all the adversity I've been through. Every time I got around my daughter, it felt like none of that stuff didn't matter. Like she's been so important. And it's crazy because 
you know, she's one and a half now. So it's like, she's getting to that age where she's developing her personality. <laughs> and it's just so wild because my daughter already looked like me. I, I literally call her 2.0. She's literally my <laughs> twin. But it, it's just like, I don't know, man. It's just that little girl, she's just something else. Like, that is literally, that is literally my heart. Like, I, I can't even explain it. Like, I'm smiling right now because <laughs> I ain't trying to get close to talk about it. But it's just like, that little girl is literally everything. She's everything. And it, I will be lying if I said I wasn't doing this all for her. Like, I literally think about her. I, I will be in the middle of a rep going through one of the hardest reps of my life. And I would think about my daughter. Like, literally, true story. Because that's how much she means to me, man. I know... At the end of the day, if I do what I have to do, her life is going to be way easier than what I had growing up. So that's literally what I got to keep in the back of my mind. So you're saying she looks and acts like you more than mom, huh? Easy. Oh, <laughs> All right, I got you. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like, man, like the way how she just acts, little gestures and stuff like that, I'm like, Sienna, like, wow, like. Sometimes I just look at her and be like, oh, my gosh, this is my daughter. Like, I can't <laughs> my head around it, man, but she don't even know it yet. She just – that little girl is literally my 2.0. That's my toy. That's awesome, man. Awesome, thank man. You, yeah. Thank you. Well, Reese, thank you so much, man, for coming on and just kind of sharing your story a little bit, yeah, the road man. to recovery. I know it's been tough at points, but certainly seems like you've been able to persevere and, and come through on the other side. So, man, best of luck at training camp. Best of luck is – you know, you're, you're fully recovered now. And, man, I hope you, you tear it up at training camp. Really hope so. Hey man, that's the plan, man. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me, man. Oh, no problem, yeah, man. man.